Welcome to the Beauty Artist. I'm so so excited today. Guess what? We are joined with the all amazing Karan Singh. Thank you so much for having me. It should be fun. Uh, it's rare to do podcasts in India, so I think I'm really excited for this. <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad you're part of this. Uh, so this is called the greedy artist. Just in case you're mm-hmm. wondering, uh, I believe that we artists are greedy. where we need inspiration from everywhere wherever we go we look for inspiration and that's what makes us greedy not just inspiration in fact i think um, just ideas just motivation for us to do things of course man i think it is it is an it is any kind of art form uh, that you have to always be on the lookout for something that can be a part of your act can be a part of your show sometimes it can be uh, slightly dark as well because some of the saddest and darkest bits of your life become a part of your show uh, but i think that's where the inspiration strikes the most at least for me absolutely no i think it reflects in a very beautiful way when you project it because it just comes straight from the heart right yeah yeah that's true because i think yeah, the best way to sort of project art is through your own experiences that's true and, yeah all right again um, guys karan has met celebs right just virat kohli srk karan jar some of the names just had amir khan sehwag ritik i just magic icons like david blaine dynamo darren brown penantella Okay, here's yeah. the, the list is non-exhaustive. It just goes on. Okay, I stalked them for a little bit on social media. <laughs> Every photograph is a celebrity. I mean, Karan. What? So when you when you met these people, what was there any celebrity who just had a lasting impression on you and just one? I mean, I know you're a huge fan of Shah Rukh Khan. Uh-huh. So, I think there are there are a few. Uh, first one, of course, is Darren, yeah. because I think Darren Brown is someone as a magician and a mentalist I've looked up to. for as long as i can remember uh, the first time i met him i was that's the first time i remember being starstruck in my life wow because i was like oh, holy shit this is a man i've literally seen on video every day at that time for the last 4 years and then i met him and then i wanted to do a trick for him uh-huh. which was slightly juvenile looking back but uh, i met him backstage and i said oh can i do a trick for you he said sure go ahead and then i did that and then it went wrong there's a video of it as well where it goes wrong yeah i remember seeing that yeah yeah and then darren said do you want to do it again and just that moment of him saying do you want to do it again just such a left such an impression on me because i think there were about 30 people there waiting just to talk to him and he was talking to everybody for like 20 seconds 30 seconds but knowing that i'm a kid who's traveled all the way from india just to see his show and ask to do a trick i went wrong he could have easily moved on and gone spoken to anybody else by saying oh that's fine and so on but he was nice enough he said do you want to try it again so i think that really left an impression on me because it doesn't matter what your art is or what you're doing it mattered because he was so sympathetic to the fact that here's a kid who's standing in front of me who just wants to show his art to me and that really really left an left an impression on me otherwise uh, based on sheer personality alone i think sharukh is someone who's left a really big impression nice. because the moment he walks into a room everything just pauses uh, it's all about him he's the center of attention and he's so kind he's so courteous he is so respectful the way he looks at you the way he talks to you the kind of sense of humor he has is fantastic apart from that 
third person who's left an impression has been Amir because being as huge as he can, mm-hmm. as huge as he is, uh, he is so helpful, uh, so willing to have a conversation, always willing to lend a year, lend a year, and with his busy schedule and the kind of things that he does, it is really humbling that he's willing to talk so much. Uh, anytime I've reached out to him for anything, he's always willing to have a chat, which is just goes to show the, the greatness of a human being more than anything else. No, I, I, I've noticed that Amir is really very curious about things. And also, I, I heard one thing about Shah Rukh Khan. Just tell me if that's true. I've heard that Shah Rukh Khan remembers names very well. Uh, that may almost makes me sound like Miss Marani that you're looking for gossip. But uh, I don't know about this. I don't know if he remembers names really well. I do know that he has a good memory when he's given a script. He can memorize it just before. The, like he, I know stories where he's gone for a show, not knowing anything about what he's supposed to do at the show. But he gets the script and he memorizes all of it in like 30 seconds. Uh, so I'm sure he must be good at remembering names. I don't know if that's a true thing. Uh, I, the few times I've met him, he's either addressed me as Karan or Kesa Chal Rai Jadu. <laughs> that's what he says. Uh, but uh, I'm sure I'm, I'm quite sure he would, must be good at remembering names. Wow, that's um, that's so cool. Um, so I uh, so here's the thing. I've 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 not unfortunately not been able to attend any of his shows, mm-hmm. but I've heard a lot we've met once i think right yeah couple of times yeah couple of times but then had open nights, yeah, yeah. Uh, and i've i've heard about your shows i've seen uh, your shows go live and book my show and i've just seen the entire the photographs the videos and it's insane i mean your production quality you. is good and uh, what's what's your process like? So as as we, we were speaking about it, that you were you were planning to write a show, and I think mm-hmm. I remember you posted something that okay you're here with a new word document ready to write or something on those lines. Yeah, yeah. This years ago, what's what's your process like? What makes you go to the show? I mean, okay, you wrote a show. When does it end? When does the show end? When do you start the show? What's what's that process like? I think it is a little all over the place. Uh, I do start with an ending in mind. Okay. Uh, so the first thing that goes into the show is essentially a trick. Let's say I've seen a trick or I've come up with a trick which I really like, which I think is strong enough to be the ending of a show. That goes in and then after that I write a story. I don't care about the rest of the tricks. Uh, I write a story to the show. I write a narrative to the show which I think will be gripping enough which this could be a narrative which is a fictional story completely there's a show i did called illusionati okay which was based on a mixture of the illuminati and a conspiracy of the 9-11 theory <laughs> so i wrote that entirely i collected facts on that so it was a completely historical factual show i put all of that in uh, and then at the side, I came up with a fictional story called of the Illusionati. So there was an Illuminati and there was an Illusionati. Okay. Because so I and there were two parallel storylines running together, which led up to the final trick that I had in mind. And then, based on the stories that I've collected and the facts that I have, the factual things and the story that I've made, both of them come together. And then I fit in the tricks which I think will go best with the story. Uh, and then it becomes a complete show. Sometimes, like the show that I did recently, it was called a show called Secrets of an Alternate Life, which was me basically standing on stage and telling secrets about myself, about my own life. And so that show was. True. Sorry. Was, was that based on? Uh, was that based on? Really based on yourself? Was Was it true or was it made up? 
So just the first bit of it was, uh, it sounded fictional, but by the end of it, you realize that's based on the World War. Uh, so that was also historical. Uh, so the beginning and the ending was just historical. The middle bits of it was a true story about my life. Uh, secrets that have happened in my life. So I had things about the partition because my family, I'm a Sikh, so my family comes from Pakistan, which is now Pakistan, but undivided India. Uh, so I had stories from there of how my grandfather and my grandmother had to come to India and the way they came to India and what their parents used to do uh, and how they were a slave to the British and how that had shaped my life and how my grandfather being somebody who wanted me to get into the arts, how that shaped my life. And then I did a trick based on that. Uh, then I had another secret of how I started doing card tricks, which was my first sort of foray into magic. But then realizing that I fell in love with an art form, which essentially nobody can see which I think will resonate with you as well being a magician because you fall in love with the state of hand. You, you see a trick. Yeah. Uh, let's say you see a trick. There's a very famous trick where the card keeps jumping on top of the deck. Okay. You see that and you go like, holy shit, I want to do that. But when you learn how it's done, you realize you've fallen in love with something which nobody else can see <laughs> because all the moves that you're doing, nobody's supposed to see them. They just get to see the bit where the card keeps jumping up on top again and again. That's correct. So, so me... I had an entire story of how I started doing that and how I started playing poker after that. And playing poker and cheating at poker essentially was how I used to satisfy myself because I was looking down at my own hands doing, let's say, a second deal or a bottom deal. Uh, and I was obsessed with the fact that, holy shit, I can do this. And I'm looking down on my own hands and I'm praising myself. So I'm not really performing magic, but I'm doing that. And then how while playing poker, somebody realized that I'm cheating by, by dealing base cards or second deals. And I had a gun pointed at me. And how I got out of that and what I did to get out of that. Then I did a trick based on that. So, yeah, there were basically f six secrets to my life that I told, which were similar, either based on the partition, based on me playing poker, and several different secrets that I told. And then uh, basic theme of the show was I'm telling a secret about myself. And then because I'm essentially a mind reading show, I take secrets from the audience and tell the entire audience in attendance from one person. So that was basically the theme of it. But yeah, the, the secrets, the major chunk of it was a true story. And the way I wrote it was just I sat and wondered what is it that I want to tell people? So I came up with stories which I thought people would like. And then I just fit the tricks in the middle. The World War bit, which is true, uh, the story that I told, uh, came because I wanted to do an ending. And I found a historical reference for the ending of the trick, which actually had something to do with World War II. So I collided those and I had the beginning and the ending. And then I just put the middle bit with my own life story. And so it's, yeah, so that's, that was majorly the writing process. It took about a year to write that show. Wow. One year. Think, yeah. So one, one interesting thing that I, what I found is with a lot of conversations that I have with magicians, magicians mm -hmm. look for tricks. They're yeah. like, okay, I have, I have this trick. I've learned this trick and I want to add this to my shoe. Okay. This goes into my repertoire. This does not. Really like uh -huh. the approach of getting the storyline first because um, since you're a mind reader, what you 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 it's primarily talk and that is what the show is based on. Uh -huh. uh, just correct me anytime if I'm wrong though. No, you're absolutely right. You're bad. So um, so I think story and the narrative is really important. I think 
magicians really should create meaningful magic so right now the magic may be beautiful it which visual looks great but then there's no substance <laughs> yeah i mean i think yeah i think i mean I, this is very unpopular opinion and i know for a fact that i got a lot of hate on this from magicians uh, but i think at the end of the day as mean as it sounds nobody cares about a trick nobody cares that you can make a card 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 appear on the top of the deck every time nobody cares that you can read someone's mind nobody cares that you can solve a rubik cube in like 30 seconds what they care about is the story that you're telling what they care about is the person on stage at the end of the day any art form is more about the person on stage selling their own personality and that personality then has to have a narrative to it there has to have a story to it so i think i never there's just one trick which i think okay this is going to be the ending because that is important the rest of it i never care about the tricks it's primarily the story it's the narrative it's the idea of uh making an experience for people as opposed to being oh look what i can do and look how this happened that's not something i'm going for i'm always going for creating an experience for the audience which will hopefully make them feel that oh shit this is beautiful and it adds their interest in magic as well because of that they they like the experience of it which is why then they like the magic as well it can in my opinion it can never be the other way around where they like the magic and then they like the experience it has to be the story first the experience first and then the tricks or the magic i think the magic is secondary the story is more important that's an interesting approach and would would you say that if the story is real that will have a more lasting impression or it doesn't matter it just depends on the performer how he pulls it off oh no i think uh, it is very very important for the story if not real you have to make it sound real even if it's not real uh so it it does help if you have a personal experience that you can talk about because you know then you're being honest and when you're on stage telling a story the audience knows when you're telling the truth no matter how much you try to convince people that oh look i can read minds look i can read minds till the audience doesn't feel that you can read minds it won't be a good show you have to make the audience believe that you can genuinely do that even if you can't uh so, so i think it has to be a convincing story it has to be a real story that you're telling or you have to be such a fantastic storyteller that whatever you say sounds real uh but i think if you're starting off i'd always recommend going for stories from your own life which are true because nobody can tell your story better than you can then absolutely now but i had one more question regarding the storytelling bit so i've seen a few performers being criticized for talking too much so is there talking uh-huh. too much or is it it's not talking too much is is, is, is there talking too much that's basically my question uh i think that can be a talking too much i think it's always almost always depends on the kind of audience that you have and how much you can hold them like there's a trick that i do where uh, so which is the centerpiece of my corporate act okay. where i figure out someone's phone password they figure out my phone password pretty much every magician in the country is doing a version of it today <laughs> uh and that trick i can do in 5 minutes or i can do in 25 minutes or even 40 minutes the same trick can last 40 minutes just that one act <laughs> and that comes because i know if the audience is receptive enough i can interact with them i can talk to them i can have fun with them 
So in that point, I don't think there is a talking too much as long as the audience is having fun and you're you're having fun as well. You can be rambling about a story which the audience doesn't care about at all and even two minutes will seem as too much. So I think at the end of the day, it depends on your act, your personality and the audience at the same time and how well and how you're connecting to them. Uh, And if you can't connect to them, you're always talking too much. If you can connect to them, I don't think there's any such thing as talking too much because... I've done shows like the show that I did in Bits Goa, which I say is one of the best shows I've ever done. I performed on stage for 75 minutes and I did, I think, four tricks or three tricks, <laughs> which whenever I tell a magician, they're like, holy shit, how can you do a 75 minute show with just three or four tricks? But it's still one of the best shows I've ever done because I'm interacting with the audience and having fun with them. Uh, and that that's what lasts with them at the end of the day. Understood. That's... That's yeah. pretty interesting. Wow. Um, so, I, so again, yeah, I think that's a very nice thing to point out for any performer, not just magicians. I think even any performer, be it a comedian or be it a storyteller who's on stage. I think we got quite a few good points there. Um, again, so talking about you, talking about you, Karan Singh Magic as a brand, I always mm-hmm. felt you have built a beautiful brand of yourself. Just okay. right from the logo, beat the logo, beat the social media presence. Uh, I mean, the mm. numbers speak to themselves, right? Your beat your Facebook, mm. beat your Instagram, beat your YouTube, which you recently hit uh, one lakh. So congratulations yeah, on that. Thanks, man. Thank you so um, much. So, I have been impressed. I've been thoroughly impressed with your with your, especially your logo. I love your logo and because it's Thank so you. merchable, right? I mean, I don't know if that's a word. I'm just making it up. Because it's so <laughs> merchable. I mean, you can make literally playing cards, t-shirts, just yeah. what not out of it. You have, I yeah. think you have made a t-shirt. I've seen the t-shirts though. I, I don't know. I have a t-shirt, I have a hoodie, I have playing cards, I have a close-up mat if any magician wants to buy one. (laughs) (laughs) So that's so cool. So yeah, so uh, how uh, how do you, let's say someone's starting off, okay, uh, how does the branding process go? What should that person focus the most on? Is it social media? Is it, is it his branding offline or what, what, what's the process of, what's that process like? I think you have to make yourself a person first before you start branding yourself. Uh, you can be a fantastic magician as some people in the country are there. I can vouch for it that most magicians in the country are far more skilled than I am. But the the, the problem is that their skills might be fantastic, but they're bad performers. So you have to make yourself a good performer first and you can do that by performing as much as you can. And once you have that down, you start building your presence right now in the world that we're living in. Of course, online presence is extremely important. So be it Instagram, Facebook, not so much anymore. Instagram and YouTube, I think, are the two ways to go if you're starting off today, which is 2019. Uh, Two, three years down the line, that might change. But as of now, Instagram and YouTube are the two things that you really, really need to target Uh, make yourself different from what's been happening. Uh, I get about 20 messages a day of people saying, oh, can you please do street magic? 
but I've always stayed away from putting even a street magic video up because that's not something I want to do. There's not a single video on my channel where I'm performing on the streets. Uh, it is usually, let's say if it's with a celebrity, I'm with that celebrity in a particular place and I'm doing a trick. If I've invited somebody onto my channel, we're sitting either in a restaurant or a bar or something and I'm doing a trick on them. It's never out in the open. It's something that I want to stay away from. That's a conscious decision. Just speaking of I've also uh, seen people ask you about uh, Karan, when will you pen, pen and tell a fool us or when will you be on television yeah. or reality shows? What, what's your take on that? I mean, yeah. I've seen you reply them, uh, <laughs> reply to them that you're, you want to stay away from it just the way you did now. But is, is there a reason? Would you would you like be comfortable sharing? I think, I don't think the way I perform even translates into video. I hate my own videos. I cannot stand them. And I've said this publicly several times, but that is something that is important to build that brand. That is something that then drives the live shows. I know if I go on television, like I've been offered a gazillion times, I will of course get more shows, but I know for a fact, the, the kind of performer that I am, uh, that does not play to my strengths. One of the most important things to build your brand is to play to your own strengths. My strength is live performance. So I've built it like that. Even if you see the videos, there is a little bit of an intrigue that, okay, if he's doing this on video, what's live? And then live is a completely different experience because I think that is my A game. That's where I'm strong, which is why I've stayed away from television. I have been invited to several reality shows. Uh, I've been invited to pro- probably one of the most famous reality shows in the country, six years running. And the sixth year, they literally called and said, please come, we will make sure that you win. <laughs> But I still didn't want to go because television is something I want to stay away from. And you know, I've met Penn and Teller six, seven times over the last couple yeah. of years. And I've shown Penn and Teller uh, some of my effects, which I know will fool most magicians. Uh, and there are just a couple of them, which I know will fool magicians, but I showed one of them. Uh, and Teller suggested, why don't you come and perform it on Fool Us? Because it was that impressive for him. and But I thought that, I mean, it doesn't make sense for me to do television because that's not what my personality is. Maybe one day down the line, if I get control of the production uh, and have things done my way, maybe then I would do it. But otherwise, television and, and any kind of television is something that I do want to stay away from uh, unless something fantastic comes along and unless... I know and the production knows and everyone is sort of in sync of what's happening uh, because that is not my strength. My strength is live. My strength is social media. Mixing the two and I think that's how I've built the brand and I think that's a nice way to integrate <laughs> both answers into your question. <laughs> <laughs> so, But then uh, again, let's say someone, let's say Magic is very, it's heavily live-based performance, right? Mm-hmm. But what if someone who really let's say his strength is live performance and mm-hmm. the performance really doesn't translate well when it's on video okay so then how does he or she kind of handle the social media yeah i think you have to have a little bit of social media for sure uh, when i started off with social media about seven eight years ago facebook was the way to go because facebook was something that was just coming up so i started posting things i started posting jokes on everyday things that were happening oh, in the country okay. And which was completely different from what I was doing for a living. But then I caught people's attention based on the jokes and people who were interested. They were like, okay, if he's cracking jokes, is he a comedian? And then once in a blue moon, I'll put up like a 15 second video of me just doing a trick or me talking about a show that I'm doing. And people are like, like, what's happening at the show then? They want to go see the show because they like the things that they've seen on the profile. So it's basically making people interested in you as opposed to your art. Your art is an extension of who you are. 
and once they come to the live show you the art speaks for itself but to get people interested in the art you need to get people interested in the person why is it today that despite all the most beautiful films being made let's only if we talk about indian cinema uh, in hindi cinema the kind of films that are being made are very different from what they were let's say even 5 yeah. years ago but till today if it's a sharukh movie or a salman movie or an amir movie people will flock to the theaters to see it and it's just because of they're interested in the person and not so much the film so i think it is more about building that aura around yourself building your own personality on social media keep posting about whatever you feel is important to you uh, if like right now what's happening in the country if you're interested in politics post about that if you're interested in music post about that if you're interested in just magic post about that but don't just post tricks because you'll exhaust yourself after a while post the history of magic post why you're doing a trick uh, post why is it that you're in the situation that you're in today uh, what challenges you face from your parents or the society when you said that you want to be a magician that adds to your story your story is what will intrigue people your tricks will be an extension of you when they come to see the show but you have to have a credible story you have to have a story which intrigues people you have to have a personality which gets people hooked i think that is very very important for social media and that has to come across in your posts that has to come across in the way you are your lifestyle the way you present yourself the way you talk uh, the way you smile the way you crack jokes all of that is extremely important for a social well, media person i think presence. that that really make that just fits all the blogs right i mean you create a persona in social media because and the audience get connected to you as a person and they come to the live show and then mm. they experience you live yeah that yeah, really exactly. makes sense i mean that's that's great have you ever experienced burnout though i mean just no man i don't think i've ever been burnt out uh, of course there are times where of course the corporate shows are not the be all and the end all of it i know a lot of musicians who are just starting off they'll either want to be on television or do corporate shows uh, but for me corporate shows are not the be all and end all of it as much and as many of them as i may do you there are times when you go like okay maybe this show isn't something i want to get into because you've done so many of them but then once you get on stage it's it's like you're on stage it's like a drug once you're on it you're just addicted to it you can't wait to be on it again that's at least true for me i haven't really faced burnout i do make it a point to take two designated breaks in the year uh, and that's not because i'm facing burnout but because that's the time that i'll use to either write a new show or just to relax myself because i think more than anything else the body needs that uh, like in december there'll be so many shows you're literally in new city mm-hmm. every single day so after that i usually take a week two week break like this year from november 1st of november till the 23rd of december i think i was doing a show every wow. single day and there were days when there were multiple shows on the same day so from the 24th of december till the 16th of january i said no to every single show that came my way because i was tired more than anything else i wasn't burnt out i was tired my body was tired i needed to sleep otherwise i would have fainted on stage so i won't call that burnout uh, because i'm still willing to perform it's just that i can't physically be on stage and expect to continue my career for a long term wow Well, it's it's been an amazing talk karan just to sum it up let's say if there's someone listening and someone who's um who's been in an art form for a while and let's say he or she has a day job 
and he's thinking to turn pro what's your advice for him uh-huh. i think it really depends on the age uh, if they are already in a day job and they do have responsibilities to take care of i would suggest uh, let's say you have five day working go to your workplace every day give it your 100% on the weekends give yourself and your art form 100% whatever your art form is and slowly but surely the shows will start coming your way the gigs will start coming your way and there will eventually come a point where you can quit your job and start doing that 100%. I won't give you a romantic idea of quit your job and just do whatever you want because that's not practical. Uh, you have to think practically if you're in a situation where you have responsibilities. However, if you're like 18, 19 years old, don't get into the idea of a job. Don't even get into the idea of making money. Do what you love, keep doing it, keep doing it. You will face rejections. You will face at least 5 to 6 years of horrendous struggle before you can begin to even project to get to a point where you want to be you won't be there even after 5 6 years but you will know that eventually you will get there but those 5 6 years will be terrible don't get let down if you truly love it keep doing it keep doing it i hope you heard you heard it from karan singh yeah. magic ladies and gentlemen thank you so much karan for joining in it was a pleasure talking to you thank you so much sai thank you so much for having me this was a lot of fun it was and uh, if you're listening if you like it and if you want to share this knowledge please tell one more friend of yours to listen to this it really helps out helps out to you helps out to me this the world's a happy place after that the podcast is available on the major all the major platforms so itunes spotify you name it it's there so so this podcast will be out and there'll be lot of other podcasts so just gear up okay just be ready for it until then see you keep creating